Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Future File, your weekly podcast examining the technology changing the way we live, work, and play. I'm Jeff Parsons, the Daily Mirror's acting tech and science editor. And joining me this week is Chuboy. Yeah, let's see if he gets a it. A FIFA esports caster and content yes. creator. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Bang that on. Correct. Bang Wonderful. on. <laughs> right. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be chatting uh, today about uh, Chuboy, what he does, and what he can tell us about making his living in esports, which is competitive gaming, right? Yes. And what may have been may have been a bit niche like back in the day is now becoming mainstream. That's kind of part of what you do, right? It's yes. Like, explaining to uh, people like what it is getting the excitement there um, specifically we're talking FIFA yes so FIFA um, because esports for those that aren't in the know um, is getting massive they're selling out huge stadiums now you have like strategy games like League of Legends and Defense Against the Ancients or Defense of the Ancients uh, Dota. Yeah, Dota Dota yeah, it's got Dota. yeah which has kind of exploded in Asia yes is where it kind of started mm-hmm. and is now taking over you know the rest of the world and other you know uh, Call of Duty again shooter game really popular FIFA obviously massive massive game um, yeah and it's getting big right yes it's getting very big and the funny thing is in FIFA sense it's just beginning uh, because EA Sports who, who makes FIFA they've been putting in attention to it um, I think kind of in effect or because of the likes of Dota League of Legends Counter-Strike is also a huge one yeah those have been going on in the esports scene for even like I would say over a decade. But again, it was niche. But I would say within the last decade, it's gotten more popular. Just like it's that thing that like everybody in the normal world wouldn't know about, but like gamers will know that like they've been watching this stuff. They've been watching it. They've been like, following it. And you get exactly. like um, like star players, right? Like, oh my god! And like, teams who have got these huge followings. They're like oh, celebrities. Like I, there's one particular esports that I watch. It's uh, Super Smash Brothers. It's a Nintendo okay, yeah. game. Uh, it's I used to play it a lot when I was in university. It's a Nintendo fighting game. It's silly, but if one of those pro players walked across the street, I would freak. The, I would freak <laughs> out like, like I saw like uh, Marshall walking down the street or something like that. I think I would freak out more than if I saw Marshall. That's amazing. Actually, you know. So yeah, how did you get into it? Like, I'm interested because it's not something that I, I I play video games with. We've had we've had a video game show actually a couple of weeks back with. Uh, some of the guys got around and we chatted about games we were interested in and games we were looking forward to see. But I've only ever played on like a super casual level. I've never kind of thought that there was more to it than that. So can you like just tell me a little bit about how you got into it? Like what took you to doing what you're doing now? Um, well, I was... Uh, so if we go all the way back to university, I, I graduated as an industrial engineer, which is super boring. <laughs> and I didn't... I realized that at the end. I was like a super ridiculously boring. I mean... <laughs> If you anybody listening knows an engineer or engineers listening, come on, guys, we're, we're kind of boring. We're pretty boring. Um, and so I always knew I was always into video games and I was always into football. Like since I was a kid, I'm from I'm originally from Nigeria. I was born in Lagos, 
Uh, and, you know, we worship Premier League over there. Like, I've been watching Premier League since it started. I think it was about 92. Um, and I knew that when I was done, I was like, okay, I really want to do this video game thing. And I really got into marketing while I was doing engineering. So I always wanted to do... I always wanted to do football marketing in terms of like because I used to be obsessed with Nike commercials as a kid. Right, like yeah. That's what I was like. I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, so I yeah. switched some of my coursework after graduating to, to marketing, and then luckily I got a job. I saw a job online for working at EA Sports to be the community manager for FIFA, the game. So <clears throat> be kind of the public face to the community, the people that play the game. So if you have a so from I would say 2012 to 2016, if you've ever complained about FIFA online on Twitter, you're probably yelling at me. <laughs> it landed you, on your desk. It landed on yeah. my desk, and I probably had to deal with it. So I got that job, luckily, which is great because, you know, I love video games and love football as well. Um, so my job at the time was to uh, – there was a little mode in FIFA at that time uh, called FIFA Ultimate Team. It was mm-hmm. doing pretty good, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's – I guess for anyone who doesn't know, it's like imagine if – Every football player had uh, a Pokemon card with all their stats. Yeah. Right? And you're trying to build a team with those players from, you know, Ronaldo Messi. You can put Ronaldo Messi on the same team. You can put Ronaldo Messi with Harry Kane. Uh, and then you're basically taking that team online to face against uh, someone else's team. And if Harry Kane scores a hat trick, he gets a special new Harry Kane that's got better shooting than the last Harry Kane. So yeah. it basically follows real world of football every week uh, to the T. Um, and then again, you take that online. So my job was to help popularize that. Um, I think when I joined was making like uh, under eighty million dollars or so. Now it's I want to say could reach a billion very soon. I want to say maybe like it's at the seven hundred, eight hundred million wow. in revenue mark. I mean, serious money. Serious money because in yeah. Europe, that's what kids are spending their pocket money on, no matter what. Because uh, just to get better at this game. Uh, so I worked there for three and a half years, and then I kind of you know. Wanted to branch out on my own. Be you know, I, I kind of saw the rise of uh, the FIFA YouTubers, things like that. Mm. The KSIs, like I've known those guys. <laughs> it's weird because I've known those guys since they were like 16. Uh, because I used to be the coordinator between them. Like every FIFA YouTuber that like kids know, like right. we're huge now. And those guys are they're really actually really nice guys. Um, so I kind of saw that influencer marketing was kind of going that yeah. way. Yeah, you saw this community building on on YouTube or. Ex- was Twitch around then? When did Twitch come in? Twitch was around, but I Twitch didn't really get big until maybe twenty, like it didn't get super big until like 2014, 2015, right. I would say. It yeah. was around, um, but I think YouTube kind of took the spotlight for a bit from yeah. like I want to say in the FIFA scene from like uh, maybe twenty eleven till till I mean it's still pretty big, but I think that became more popular and then streaming. Uh, I don't think the general public was introduced to like okay you can just sit down and watch something live for a long period of time mm. i think that was in the last like four years or so that really got big yeah so i saw that opportunity um i start off as a just streaming fifa um in terms of just entertaining people uh giving people insight on since i was the only one in the community who's worked on both sides so yeah if they yeah. see so if ea does something ultimate team it's a good chance i know why they did it because like the writing they would use i came up with the writing right so i'm like oh you say they say that because this this is happening so i give people like a background insight on why ea sports would do the things they do because i was part of that um, that wheel right uh, and then the esports uh, came about last year where ea started to focus on esports and um they decided that I was a good part of it because, you know, learning FIFA Ultimate Team from the scratch 
Uh, I was always obsessed with the stats of every player, like knew everything that was going on in the game. So they thought I was a good analyst for it. So I'm basically like, I was telling you before, I'm like the Gary Neville of it. Yeah. Where like they play a FIFA yep. esports match and I come in at halftime and be like, all right, this is what they did. This is why this, this is, guy is using this team yeah. and this is how he can get better. So what, for people that are literally coming at this with like esports, is, this is the first they've heard of it. What's our, I'm trying to think, what's the, what are the common like misconceptions? People think, oh, are you playing video games professionally? Like, what is that? What is that? And, and what you were saying to me before, yes, is your part of your job is to explain to the kids who are thinking of getting into it, like how the scene is set, what they can do, like all that sort of stuff. So can you just kind of like lay out the land for us in terms of like where it is at the moment? Um, like you said, in the FIFA sense, very early, this is only like the second like real year. Like it was going on behind the scenes and like at a small scale, but again, it really needed the company that makes the game to get behind it. So this is the second year they're doing it. Uh, they call it the FIFA 18 Global Series. So it's like a world tour, like uh, sets of different uh, tournaments uh, in different countries, some run by EA, some run by official leagues. Like for instance, the Bundesliga has their own league where like mm-hmm. it's, you have to use uh, Bundesliga only players. And then there's a tournament, uh, a season, like by season, I mean a few months. Yeah. Um, and whoever's the winner goes off to uh, the playoffs. And you're basically, we're, it's like a road to the World Cup. So in August, there's usually a World Cup of FIFA. And it's like everybody's qualifying to try and get to that and then crowning the world champion of FIFA. Uh, last year, the world champion is from Birmingham. Uh, this guy called Spencer Ealing, a.k.a. Gorilla. And he took home $200,000. And so, for playing Whoa. FIFA at the age of twenty, twenty years old, twenty years old, two hundred thousand dollars FIFA, and that was compared to other esports. That's small. Mm. So we can only go up from there. Okay. So that is small change compared to like the likes of Dota, League of Legends, where the team wins millions. Okay. And you know, kids how, like okay. What I want to know is how good do these guys have to be to like win that? Like, oh. how many hours are they putting into the game oh. to, to to effectively train? There's no difference between them and, like, real athletes in terms of the time they put in. Like, they put in, like, more hours than a full-time job per week, I would say. More than 40, 50 hours. Just, like, play the game. They need to basically know every single mechanic to the T. They need to know every single single mechanic to the T so they know how to beat all the best players in the world. Um... It's just about knowing the game better, re- like reacting better than your opponent. I mean, so you've got to know like the physics of the game, how, how, uh, the, the the team make up the when to make your. I mean, like real football, like when to make the substitutions, exactly. Which players to use and when, like presumably you also have to know your opponents as well, like what their play style is. Exactly, you're researching your opponents, that. what their play style is, how you counter it. You know, FIFA is a lot about formation, so you know, okay, my opponent always plays four two three one possession. He's from France. A lot of the French players are always possession players like they just like hold the ball as long as possible so how do I play to counter his style what formation can I use which player selection can I use it's all about knowing which players like everybody knows that you know in real life people say oh Messi's better than Ronaldo but in FIFA Messi's not even close to Ronaldo because in FIFA you need to be tall strong and fast and Messi isn't tall he's fast but he's not as strong as Ronaldo so Ronaldo is the king of the game and you know that you have to put Ronaldo at striker you put so and so on left uh, left wing, so and so on right wing. Right, you, right, right. You know, you got retired players who are in the game like uh, Rude Hullet, Vieira. Like you know that those are the best CDMs, and like 
you have to know your team down to central the defensive midfielders. Exactly. CDMs. CDMs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, is, is that a FIFA term? Or is that a real life term? Was, That's a real life term. Okay, I good. Because so. I, I was, so. I had an argument once with the with the with the previous girlfriend, <laughs> who <laughs> who I swore that it was a real life term, but she was like adamant that it's something that was made up. No, I think I think it's legit. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, if anyone's listening and can tell if she's me. she's listening. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> so does it also, because there's a new FIFA that comes out every year. Yes. Does it, do you then have to like go back to the drawing board and kind of relearn the game or do, is there big changes? Like how, how does that, how does that work? So that's the thing that makes FIFA different from all other esports games is that usually one most of the esports games if not all are not really based on a real life event like FIFA is based on real life right, yeah of course there's always a bit of randomness because like for instance Messi's gonna have a bad day you don't know when but he's the best player in the world but it's like he's gonna mess up every now and then but you know the esports you press a button it does what you're supposed to do yeah it's not supposed to have any like human emotion or or error uh, and like you said FIFA comes out every year so it's kind of like the the old school, not old school, but the usual way you know FIFA goes. Every new season, there's a new FIFA because that's just how things are. People want yeah. to, people are kind of scheduled to buy a new game every year. But usually, esports don't come out every new year. They just have one game that's slowly updated mm-hmm. each year. Like um, bits, like a few bits are updated to, uh, you know, some characters are tweaked, made stronger, made um, less stronger. But like FIFA, new mechanics, new game every year. So. You might be amazing at FIFA 17, but then FIFA 18 comes out and you're not as good, and you have to completely relearn and like rethink your strategy because certain mechanics work in some FIFAs, certain mechanics don't work in other FIFAs. Wow. Yeah. Have you? We talked a little bit before. Have you met like any of the real life players and what their reactions are to it? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of the guys, the players, they probably check out their FIFA rankings oh, yeah. when they come out every year oh, yeah. um, so can you talk a little bit about that at all like oh some players are obsessed because it's like a younger generation the younger the generation right now is really really great uh, what's going to be scary is that like the next generation after the Harry Canes of the world they're going to be growing up having played Ultimate Team Yeah, and they're going to be all about that so this is kind of like a mix right now where like some players care some players don't but a lot of players play a ton of FIFA. Like uh, Courtois plays a ton of FIFA. Like even the last, the last champion that we had, that we crowned in Barcelona in one of the tournaments, Courtois tweeted at him like, like they hung out after because Courtois plays really? a ton. Aspilicueta plays a ton. Um, so many players. I think even Delhi plays quite a bit. Uh, I think really he does. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw something. He was he was getting started on Twitch or something. Yeah, he started on Twitch. I think two days ago. Yeah, and right. Like, and yeah. he was and he was getting into it. Yeah. He was getting into it. You know. Um, a lot of them are really because nowadays it's all about stats, and I mean we kind of see, you know, as somebody who's watched the Premier League for such a long time, you know, back then it was all about you know manager had the power, the team had the power. Now it's player power, right? Because the social media they can grow their own brand. Of course, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And so now, and the savvy players are the savvy players know what they're doing in terms of like yeah. getting into like FIFA, and like, no, like connecting with the kids. Like who's really good at it? Bacchiao is amazing at that because he like talks about the same things that are happening in the game like when something happens in the ga- in his real game in Chelsea like uh, for instance if you score like two or more goals you probably are going to get in the team of the week and your new version is called an inform okay so when Bastiari scores two goals he tweets at EA he's like yo you guys better give me an inform like, right now <laughs> And all the kids like love it because like, oh my god, Batsyawi's doing the same, plays the same game I'm playing. Like, so to us, him and Mendy, for instance, are just like 
way cooler because they talk like how the kids are talking about all yeah. the team. They're, they're in the community. They know what's they know what's going what's on. What's going on? Like they complain to EA. Like EA, like Betsy, was like legitimately angry at his stats. Like he was like furious, and every time he's like, yeah. "Upgrade me, upgrade me, upgrade me." And I think the smart players know that that's the way to connect with kids now. I think like it's to build these kind of successful games. I mean, FIFA is like we said before. FIFA's a little bit different because it's based on a real life event, so you automatically got a lot of football fans who mm-hmm. might maybe going to go for it. But like this kind of community thing is quite a big deal like you said you mentioned you knew some of the other big gamer guys on YouTube mm-hmm. um, hang out with them so the other thing you do is yeah content creation streaming so how's that kind of come into your into your arsenal of things like well it kind of it's I guess it's the day to day between the tournaments because I right. guess the, the tournaments don't go on f- throughout the whole year they probably go on from January to August so the FIFA calendar is usually this the new game comes out in September the end of September and then I guess from September to December is like you're owning your skills, like you're figuring things out. And then January is when like the season starts, January to about August. Um, so I guess in between the torments, it's just the content creation stuff is just like a helping like the regular person get better, mm-hmm. teaching them you know which players to pick. Like I usually like have like go through each league and be like, all right, every month I'll go through like, all right, guys, these are the guys who all the pros are picking. Like, all right. So-and-so pro player, if you like him, he picks this, 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 and this. This guy uses this, this, and this. So if you want to be like those guys, like, so just, like, daily, uh, weekly, daily content about, like, just interacting with them, following the the eSports scene, following real football, because really all we do is just kind of, like, the game literally reacts to real football every week. So if the only way, the best way to know what's going to happen in FIFA is to watch on the weekend. So we're just all kind of reacting to all the Premier League matches, all the Bundesliga matches, Syria. I'm um, seeing who's scoring, who's really good, who's not, who can. Because the, the, what, what's funny is that like there's a, a transfer market in the game, so where I can sell a player to you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So if you watch real football, you can actually predict what prices are going to go up in the market. Because if Iguain scores three goals, what? you know he's going to get a special version. Um, so you could play the market. You could play. If you know what you're. Do it if you're if you're paying attention. If you know if you pay attention, you you, you can like that's how I actually started like got into the game because I was at in the past I wasn't that good at the gameplay side so I used to uh, you know play the market yeah. so I'll just basically like that's how I got into Bundesliga because um, I was really a big fan of Gundogan in the game so I was like oh man like I should really watch him because in case he does well his price will go up yeah. so I'll wake up and be watching like Dortmund uh, play. And so if Gundogan scores two goals, you know his price is going to go up. So you buy Gundogan because he's he's doing really well. As soon as he scores that second goal, you buy him in the game Yeah. because you know his new version is going to come out. It's going to replace his regular version. So supply. you have to actually – it taught me economics. That's crazy. Because I used to I, – I won't lie. I got a C-minus in economics. I don't know what that is in the U.K. Is that like a failure? C-minus in economics. No, C-minus is – I think – I don't know. When I was in it, they always had like the C was kind of the – the kind of benchmark average that where you got a B you were doing great and A you were top, oh, top of the class so was, a C was, a, was not I, bad I was like oh, you were da- you I, was, were I almost got a D because I just didn't understand economics then I played ultimate team and so I'll try to explain it, it's, it, it I'll try to explain it the best I can but if a player gets a special version it replaces his normal version so for instance if I had the normal Ronaldo he would be a lot cheaper than the special Ronaldo so right. let's say okay. normal Ronaldo is 1 million Special Ronaldo is 2 million coins. Okay. If Ronaldo does well on the weekend, you know that the normal one's going to be taken out of the market and be replaced with 
the new one. Because it reflects his form on the pitch. Exactly, right? So if you know the normal one's going to be taken off, that means his demand is going to be still high because it's Ronaldo, but there's no supply of normal Ronaldos, only the more expensive one. So people can't afford the expensive one. You know they want the cheap one. So if you see, if you're watching Ronaldo on the pitch on La Liga and you see him score two goals, you buy his normal one because you know it's going to get replaced. So you see him, you see the game, you see him score goals, you get on the console, you get on the team and get him. Exactly. Because you know you're going to make money. Or I like it. That's a good tip that people can take away from this. Exactly, right? <laughs> or like, for instance, there's certain cards called one-to-watch cards, right? So it's for um, young players who are big transfers from the summer. So for instance, Mbappe. So he has a special version. It's called the one-to-watch. But you can keep this one card. And unlike the other ones, they get replaced. The Mbappe, the one-to-watch Mbappe, every time you have him in your club, that one, it just keeps going up. Every time he does good, it mm-hmm. goes up. You don't have to like sell him or nothing. So... If you have that one, he scores two goals, he gets in team of the week, your card doubles in value, doubles in value, doubles in value. Oh. So you know that, all right, Mbappe's going to play a really bad team this weekend. I'm going to go get that one because I know in four weeks he's going to play this really terrible team. So mm-hmm. you're, like, predicting what's going to happen based on what's going to happen in real life. Yeah. So it's just, like, all tied together. I love that. I love that we got some, like, practical, like, someone can go away and take that and be like, all right, okay, I can, I can do this. Oh, yeah. So you're in town now for the Gfinity event tonight, right? That's that's what's happening. Yes. So can you tell me, like, a little bit about that? And then also just, like, predict a little bit further forward because you said this is the second year, did you say? For yeah. FIFA? So where's it going to go over the next kind of five years or so? So just tell me a little bit about what you're doing tonight and then what, what where you see it going kind of, like, in the future. So tonight we're in for the Gfinity uh, semifinals and final. Uh, I believe the it's basically like a, it's like a club format in terms of like uh, different esports clubs compete in a league system and then they go on to the knockout rounds, and then whoever wins, it's basically um, teams of two. So it's teams of two, but there's about I think four or five teams in each. Uh, it's like Group A and Group B. It's like mm-hmm. a little mini tournament, and then the team that wins goes on to rep get represented in the playoffs which then lead to the FIFA World E World Cup so you're basically just fighting for a spot in the playoffs which is what a lot of people have been competing for up until this date and you go to the playoffs which is a precursor to the World Cup so they're all basically trying to be the world champion Um, so this is a qualifier event in London and it's seeing some really big names in the UK scene like um uh, for instance, the Unilad Esports. I know a lot of people know Unilad from like yeah. their Facebook yeah. page and all that stuff, but they have a really good esports team. Um, also, Roma. Roma has a great team. Um, so, AS Roma from Italy have a couple players. So one from uh, one is from Ireland. One is from, I believe, where is it? From Sweden. Okay. Uh, Sweden or Denmark. Um, so it's going to be two semifinals and then the final. So. Um, it's going to be my job to commentate over that. Mm-hmm. And in terms of five years, I mean, my personal goal is I want, I don't know how I'm going to tell that I contributed to this, but I want for when an esports pro gets transferred, I want it to be covered on Sky Sports. Right. Sky okay. Sports News. I want. Yeah. That will be, I'll, I'll know we've made it. Because you've got like YouTube and Twitch, like this huge drawing these huge audiences for these events and it's starting to see I mean we're covering it a little bit ourselves and it's starting to kind of see penetration so like I, 
it's going to break through mm-hmm. eventually. I think, as you said, and like going back to what we were saying earlier, with the younger players themselves getting involved with it as well, mm-hmm. like it's got to it's got to break through. I think, and especially when we talk about the, this money that's yeah, there. is it the money? The, the money's there. The interest is there because I think what a lot of clubs are using it because I think statistically clubs didn't, like don't man didn't like Manchester City ha- bring in a, a, an esports player like don't yeah yeah because the clubs. They recognize this as a big deal. Exactly. I'm sure I remember reading about this. Yeah, Man City brought in uh, Dito from Germany, who's like, he's an, uh, he's one of the best like in the world. He's, yeah. a, he's a German player. He's been around for ages, uh, but a very experienced pro player. So they see it as an opportunity to engage. So the, yeah, the clubs kids. are doing it as well. Exactly, because I think one thing that's happening, I think statistically on average, is that the younger generations are now not going to as many football matches as they used to. So mm-hmm. attendance amongst younger audiences is going down. Um, like for instance, you saw like I think Man United like well they were doing this to bring up the atmosphere, but they were selling tickets for less to mm. I think people who were between like eighteen and twenty five. Right, right. But on average, less kids are going to matches, so clubs are seeing this as a way to engage past that and get people to buy shirts to mm. eventually you know become a big fan of Man City themselves, and especially in uh, the U.S. You see, it's actually even more important because. I mean, over here you got Man United, Liverpool, all these clubs with this huge history. And, and Major League Soccer in the U.S., I mean, it's a, definitely a newer league relative to Europe. But the thing is that, like, FIFA is so popular that, like, you get kids recognize the MLS clubs through FIFA, not vice versa. I mean, yeah. you know, so when they sign a pro player, it's better for the MLS clubs because they see they would never be exposed to New York City FC because um, you guys have Man City over here, mm-hmm. so w- mm-hmm. why would you go watch New York City FC? But if New York City FC has a cool FIFA pro player or, like, a really good player that's good in FIFA, like, for instance, when I used to show off, um, every year at trade shows would show off the new FIFA. And in the U.S., like, I would see a kid be, like, point at a player on the screen and be like, oh, that's that guy who's got, like, 89 dribbling and, like, the really good skills. <laughs> and he's pointing at Robin. He's pointing at Aryan Robin. He doesn't know it's Robin. He yeah. just knows that's the guy yeah. on FIFA that's really good. So in North America, it's a way FIFA's a way to get kids into the real sport and then become actual fans of the sport and the club. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. We're pretty much out of time, but I do want to say, um, like, where can people kind of find out more about you? Uh, where do you, where do they go? Like, obviously, you're on you're on YouTube and Twitch. Do you want to give a shout out to your channels or, or your Twitter so people can uh, look you up? Yes, uh, they can find me on Twitter, especially is uh, twittercom chewboy. C H U B O I. Uh, it's spelled with an I. That's cool nowadays. <laughs> I'm trying to be hip with the kids. Uh, um, Aren't we all, man? I don't know, right? <laughs> um, on YouTube, is the same. YouTube.com forward slash chewboy. C H U B O I. On twitch.tv, where I live stream. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash chewboy with a seven. The number seven, because um, a big Cantona number seven Ronaldo anybody who has number seven at United eh, Alexis yeah. I'm, eh, yeah. I don't know about Alexis <laughs> honestly um, yeah uh, yeah um, that uh, Facebook FB.GG forward slash true boy FIFA and then Instagram it's Instagram.com right, you're all over the place yeah, you, 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 like, all you have to be all over the no place <laughs> or the kids will watch you basically well hey look thanks so much for joining me uh, it's a real pleasure talking to you Uh, We do this podcast every Friday. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Obviously, if you've got any suggestions, any comments, you can let us know uh, on Twitter. We're at at MirrorTech, or you can email us, technews at mirror.co.uk. Thanks a lot to Jewboy for joining me this week. Um, Please listen in again. We'll be doing this next Friday. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.